welcome, welcome to another edition of the Black Wealth Experience Podcast. And I'm Brian Arnold, and I am so excited about today because we have uh, one of probably one of my favorite funds that is in the Denver metro area, uh, and it's ran by you know a young lady named uh, Tiffany Roan, and she uh, you know as far as the programming and you know she's got a whole team of people that are really working to figure out how do we get more wealth. Or into our communities. How, how do we do this through home ownership? And as I said before, for those of you who are living in apartments or those of you who are, you know, trying to figure out, can I afford a house? I was just at a, a showing this last weekend and realizing, you know, a house that 10 years ago would have went for 200,000 is now going for 400,000. And that's just going to continue to uh, escape. I, there's a guy that, that we listen to a lot in the industry. His name Barry Habib. And he's saying that uh, housing can continue to go up maybe at the rate of 10 to 13% over the next couple of years. So that means if you don't act now, you may price yourself out of a house later. And if you're paying $2,000, $3,000 a month on you know, an apartment right now, you know, that could be $24,000 a year, $36,000 a year that you're paying. And by doing that, you say you stay there for the next 10 years, then that's $360,000 that you've now given to somebody else. And so uh, the Diffield program is, is a down payment assistant program that allows folks to be able to have some money available. Because I think the hardest or, or the biggest barrier, I should say, not the hardest, but the, one of the biggest barriers into home ownership is the down payment. Yes. is getting enough money put together so that somebody will lend you the rest of the money. Right. And so uh, I'm excited today because I've really been wanting to talk about this program for a while uh, because I know it has so much potential to create wealth in areas in the portion of town and the whole Denver metro area uh, for folks, you know, not only of color, but for other folks as well. And so uh, when we think of black wealth and we think of uh, you know, I've even put a thing out every week for the next 52 weeks. I'm doing a little, just a five minute segment on different ideas to create black wealth. And this is uh, one of those great ones. So Tiffany, thank you for being on. I'm so excited that you are. Like I said, I've been wanting to be on here. Can you kind of just tell, let's start out with just how do people get uh, information about the Deerfield program? How do they get in hold of you? Go through that and then we'll kind of talk about the story. I just want to know, want to make sure that people know how to get in get to you guys. Awesome. So thank you, Brian, so much. It has been scheduling issues on my end. So I'm very excited to be here and to talk to you and to talk to um, your audience about the Deerfield Fund. So the um, Deerfield Fund for Black Wealth, there are two ways that I want you to get in contact with us. Number one is our website and it's DeerfieldFund.com. And I also want to leave my work email to contact me. Okay. Um, first, let me go back to the website. There is a contact us portion on the website. If you send out, um, send an inquiry, then an inquiry comes directly to me and I schedule time with us to have a conversation. So that is for future homeowners, for um, mortgage brokers or mortgage lenders who are interested in becoming preferred partners with us. And it's also for media um, inquiries or those who just want to learn more. Um, period. If they want to have speaking engagements or what have you, they can contact us via the Deerfield Fund website. Also, my personal work email is tron. So that's the first letter of my first name and then Roan, R-O-A-N, tron at garycommunity.com. So those are the easiest ways to reach us. Well, that's perfect. So that, you guys just got access to 
uh, a person who's a big deal. So make sure that you're sending her an big email to make sure it happens. So, <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So maybe you can kind of now just kind of go over the, uh, what is the Deerfield Fund? How, why did it become into existence? Uh, what was, you know, the reasons behind it? Uh, and then, you know, what you're really trying to accomplish as a result of it. Yes. So the Deerfield Fund was birthed from um, the unfortunate civil unrest uh, that happened with George Floyd in 2020. Um, after that happened and it became uh, viral and it became such an in-your-face issue um, that we as Black Americans already knew, but now the world is seeing um, about racial injustice. Uh, some of the um, influencers, some of the, the higher-ups and folks of influence in Denver came together and said, okay, this is not this is not going to continue to work. We actually have to do something and step in and do whatever we need to do, do our part to not have this happen anymore. So conversations begin to start um, with the mayoral, um, with who, uh, the mayor at that time, um, Ms. Khadija Haynes and some other folks in the community to say, how can we do our part to close racial wealth gap to close um, and ensure that this violence does not happen anymore. What, what, what can we do? Um, and so, after many months of conversation, the idea of investing in home ownership and investing in Black wealth was the final approval of everyone. And so that's how the Deerfield Fund came to be birthed. The Deerfield Fund was named after Deerfield, Colorado, which is one of the first Black homesteads about 70 miles northeast of Denver. It was named after the Deerfield Homestead uh, to pay homage to um, Oliver Tresson Jackson, who was the founder of the homestead. Uh, O.T. Jackson believed in Booker T. Washington's, Booker T. Washington, excuse me, ideals of if, if society will not allow us uh, and give us the, the means to be successful, we'll make success our own. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why the homestead was established and it thrived for a while until the Dust Bowl came and then life lifed during that time. But there were manufacturing there, there was agriculture there, they had their own school system. It was a thriving location. Um, and so to pay homage to building Black communities and establishing that wealth and passing that wealth on to generations, that's how the Deerfield Fund was established. Uh, the Deerfield Fund, the entire name of Deerfield is the Deerfield Fund for Black Wealth. So our goal and our job is to do our part to close the racial wealth gap mm -hmm. in the metro Denver area for Black families. The on-ramp that we're currently using is through the means of home ownership. Does that make sense? Yeah. So are, are there any other, is it, is it just, it's just home ownership right now for the Deerfield program, right? That is the, what I consider is probably the number one way or the, one of the fastest way to help create stable wealth. Yes. You know, there, there's, there's, you know, oh, I, I'm wealthy in the stock market, but that could change like overnight, right? Whereas, you know, investing in real estate over time has proven to be something that can create that wealth uh, for, for not just your generation, but generations to come, uh, you know, if it's done right, you, you know, and, and one of the best ways to do it. And so, uh, so this this vehicle, you know, is uh, looking at home ownership and saying, OK, we, we, we know this is important. We know it, it's something we can do. Mm -hmm. We want to help uh, fund people into homes. 
Yes. Um, so, so Kim, continuing how that goes on. I just want to make yes. sure I had that. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Perfect, Brian. Perfect. <laughs> um, in addition to the home ownership route through the down payment assistance program, once you become a Deerfield homeowner and you and you've utilized the funds and and we're into the home and everything is great, now the real now the real wealth building process begins. So the other portion that we have is our wraparound service program, and the wraparound service program right now is available to Deerfield homeowners only, for now. That program provides a Rolodex of not only home improvement folks, lawn maintenance um, professionals, general contractors, uh, mental health and therapists, financial advisors, estate and probate attorneys. We are talking to accountants. We are talking to everyone that plays a role in not only um, appreciating the value of your home, but appreciating the value of your family's overall wealth. If you look at FINRA and um, CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Program, and some of these financial entities, they are consistent in saying that the two ways you see people flourish and you see them go from middle class to wealth or middle class to rich to wealth is through real estate and mm -hmm. through insurance. Gotcha. Those okay. are two. So Deerfield is looking to become that holistic picture for for homeowners but we acknowledge that you have that that the home is the sometimes the easier way to start that unwrapping process gotcha wow well I, i'm definitely gonna have to get these folks on my podcast as well so we can you know just you know be able to share some of it because i think that's so important you know as, as you talked about the homestead and being able to be a community within itself and to be able to uh to work with itself into uh moving people up in in, in status or in you know, I guess the whole, the whole goal is happiness at some point, but right. you know, it's a lot easier to be happy when you, uh, you know, you're you're moving forward in a, in a way where you're moving up instead of trying to figure out how to status quo or even moving backwards. Right. Um, so so the Deerfield Fund was it, it was established. How did it fund itself? How 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 did their money jump in there in order for be able to lend out to other folks or to give to other folks as a as a means to uh, these down payments. Where did that come from? So we have um, we have several um, fundraising initiatives that happen throughout the year, um, and we have organizations. Uh, like the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Um, we are working on several grant initiatives with other organizations. And then we have private funders that come into play and to go, we believe in what you're doing. Here's whatever amount. Mm -hmm. um, and so we are funded through their contribution. Um, okay. Well, and that, that's that's great to know and know that that's there because it's it's a fund that continue to go on and on as long as people right. believe in what we're doing. And the stories that I'm sure are coming out of folks have been able to to use it are ones that even bring more people in. But there's an opportunity yes. for even people who are watching this and looking at it and saying, wait a minute, this is something that's good. I want to be part of it. Uh, and they would contact you as well and say, hey, I, I want to be able to help. Okay, we would yeah. love to take your funds <laughs> and provide. <laughs> and distribute it, right? Which is, right. Which, which is and distribute great. it. Because okay. I, I, think, I think what we don't we don't acknowledge at times when we're talking about closing the racial wealth gap on both sides. We're talking about um, uh, organizations that want to contribute, families that want to contribute, private funds that want to contribute, is that everyone plays a role in increasing the value of not only families, but homes in the U.S. So if you are a uh, white family who is like, I really want to contribute and give back, 
um, we, we we see what's happening and you feel that pull and urge, this is one way to, to contribute. Or you can contribute to Urban League or the NAACP or what have you. But looking into organizations that are actually doing the work and have tangible results mm-hmm. um, is important. So just plug yeah, that. Yeah, and you can really see a return on investment in, in this type of project because, yes. you know, it, you're not just you know, I guess what they say, you, you, you give a person a fish, you know, eats for a day, you teach them a fish eats for a lifetime, That's right. you know, and, and you think, of, you think of, you know, an organization like this, where you go, okay, we are actually feeding into somebody's ability uh, to create generational wealth through real estate, that, that beginning point where somebody who, uh, you know, I've had several people that get on that are now in their fifties and sixties buying their first house. Mm-hmm. What if we can do that in the twenties and thirties? What right. a big difference that makes. Uh, yes. for, for that community, for that, that family, for that group, uh, and that habit that can be formed through that process. Because once you've now had the opportunity to get into that first house, now you can start thinking about investment property, or I can move up into a larger house, or I can you know, really think about how now I can, if, I can save money and do the same thing for my kids. So Absolutely. it's something that, that builds on, on and on. It's not just you know, a program where we took care of an immediate need. We're taking care of not just the immediate need, but the future needs as well, which is so incredibly important. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Nail on head. You're you are doing you are doing generational wealth building. Yeah. In in that aspect. We we recently had um, a few homeowner convenings to get to know our homeowners, meet and greet, meet staff, um, et cetera. And the one of the number one questions that came out of all of those, I asked several questions. And one question was, how can Deerfield, what partnerships would you like to see Deerfield? Uh, continue with, and the number one was how do I take this this property, this first time home buyer property that I have, and how do I make this work for me? How can I use this as as an investment property? How can I use this to leverage establishing a business? How can I use this to can I when I'm ready can I pull equity from this and improve it, and then sell it for you know, two or three times what you have paid for it. Yeah. Uh, Denver's market is so robust and so big. And it's, I cannot foresee you, Denver, not growing <laughs> over the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, no. um, the appreciation is higher than the national average. The, the cost of the homes are higher than the national average, but the appreciation is phenomenal. And so they're looking at this first step and going, how do I take this first step and turn this into step 15, 16, 17? So I think that is awesome. And it also speaks to uh, Black Americans in this area and Black Americans, period, looking for looking at that long term trajectory. Yeah, we just, and we just think of you know our community and how it's growing and, and as a model for other models in the nation as it goes through, because for the f- person who waits, for the person who says, I can't do this, or the person who says, hey, ha, there's no way, you know, that, that myth of the 20% down. There is no way with my current job and the way, you know, I'm busting my butt and I got, you know, a side hustle as well, but I don't see myself being able to save up a 20% down on a $400,000 house. You know, mm-hmm. that is, you know, 40 grand that I need to figure out where I'm going to, where I'm going to do that. Uh, but I can, if I have a little bit of help to get in there, now I can get in and then that journey begins. Yes. So that, that is so amazing. So kind of walk us through what how, how this program works. What, what do I do? I, I'm hearing you. I'm saying this is cool, but I have no idea how to get started. What, what is gotcha. what do I need to do? <laughs> so the first thing I would say is let's look at what if you're eligible for the program. You have to be black or African-American. 
Okay. Uh, you have to be a U.S. citizen. You okay. have to be a first-time home buyer. Okay. Um, you have to live in six counties. So the, the property that you're looking at has to be in six counties. That is, let me make sure I got it right, because last time I missed one. But Adam, not all at the same oh, time, right? You can't live them all at the same time, only one right. time. <laughs> because what are you doing that you can live all these properties at the same time? Give me some money. Okay. If that's the case, um, okay. Adams, Arapahoe, Broomfield, Denver, Douglas. I told you I was going to forget one. I told Jefferson? you I was going to forget one. Jefferson. All right. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> and you didn't do an alphabetical order, which is even better. <laughs> Listen, I got these student loans. I don't have these student loans for anything. Oh, yeah. um, uh, you have to take a home buying class, okay. um, which is usually required anytime you're using a DPA program or you're going through it, it, most mortgage. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, want you to have that. Most of, the, yeah, most of the first time home buyers program all yes. have some kind of class you have to um, and you have to have at least 3% down coming to the table okay. um, because the way that Deerfield is, Deerfield is structured not as a nonprofit. So we are incubated through Gary Community Ventures. So the option to use FHA and Fannie and Freddie are not available at this time. Gotcha. Okay. So conventional loan is going to be your, your inroads to use the down payment assistance program. There are organizations that we are looking to onboard. City First is one. We're going we're to get that done. I love it. Um, but there are some um, financial institutions and organizations that actually have grants that they will that that you will get if you secure a mortgage through them. Okay. So that takes care of that three percent. Also, if you have someone gift you three percent, if you go in, if you wanted to utilize some funds from your retirement. Uh, we have there are several ways that you could secure that 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 three percent. Okay. Once you see if you qualify for those, then the next process is looking at one of our preferred lenders and starting that conversation with them. They have the tools. They know the the, the steps to to use the DPA program. You'll go through their pre qualifying process, and then the fun anxiety ridden part starts. Gotcha. Yeah. The part where you, I was even, you always giving me some marketing ideas to give to people. One of them was uh, just give like a, a pill box that are just uh, panic pills, you know, that, that are M&Ms, <laughs> you know, because that, that whole process, you know, and I'm not going to say it's such a rewarding process when you're done. It is not a rewarding process while you're going through it. Uh, but once you are done, you're probably the happiest person that ever lived because yes. you got you, you were able to do this. So what are the, the amounts? So I, I don't think we've talked about that. What, what is offered as far as, you know, the amount of down payment that I can get through the deer bill? So you can you can secure up to forty thousand dollars or 15 percent of your purchase price okay. through the Deerfield fund. Right. Deerfield acts as a, a silent second or we take second lien position um, on your property. Gotcha. Um, so I'll give you an example. Uh, you use Deerfield and you secure $40,000 through Deerfield. You purchase the home for $400,000 in a year, and usually sometimes faster than that, considering Denver's real estate. Mm -hmm. You get it reappraised, and it is now $500,000. So your repayment will be what you borrowed, mm -hmm. what you've been rewarded, plus 5% of the difference of the fully appreciated value. This is not your sweat equity. This is the difference between 500,000 and 400,000, that $100,000, there's a 5% portion that we take. So $5,000. Yes. Okay. That goes back into the fund. 
Okay. Not one of these help the next back. person. So yes. you're, paying it, you're paying it forward by selling your house, your property, and that kind of stuff. And so uh, now, as far as you said, silent second, and I know this is kind of you know more technical, but what happens there is when you're looking at a debt ratio, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. that the the payment because they're not making a payment right now isn't calculated into the debt ratio of somebody saying, well, because I have this extra forty thousand dollars, then you know that payment on there is what they're looking at. I have to be able to pay, and I I can't really afford that because I'm already at the you know top of what I make. And is that is that correct? Is that how it works with the silent second? Is that yes? Okay. Yes. Wanted to make sure on that. Okay. And then, so how long now? Uh, I'm sure this, if, if I don't move, you know, so I love my house. This is my first time house. I, I, I want to die in this house. I'm, you know, in my parents, I just, I love, love, love the house. I love the neighborhood. What is my obligation to at some point pay off this second? How does that work? So there are three initiatives that will happen. Okay. Three, yes. Um, if you refinance the home for a lower interest rate. Okay. So we're at like seven and a quarter right now about, mm -hmm. let's say in four years, your interest rates drop to 3%. Don't, don't be silly. Take, take advantage of the, the interest rate drop. Yeah, okay. um, if you decide to sell the home or if the home is no longer your primary property. Okay. Primary. okay. Then that will trigger the, the repayment. Okay. Um, in your in your example, I love the home. I'm going to stay here. Fantastic. You got seven to ten years. Okay. And then what happens after, you know, the ten years? The, 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 so I, at ten years, I have to start making a payment, or ten years, I have to pay the whole thing off. How does that years, work? You have to pay the whole thing off. You have to pay the whole thing mm -hmm. off. Okay. So it, you know, and this is just me paying devil's advocate. So I get to my 10 years, I haven't been saving up and now I need to, to pay this back. Um, mm -hmm. Am I needing to maybe secure maybe another loan or something to be able to do that, to pay, you know, off that $40,000? Uh, you know, what happens in that case? I mean, you, you're not going to come in and foreclose on my house, right? <laughs> I just got it, right? No, we're not you know, going I think that'll be a fear of somebody like, I don't have it to, you know, I, I didn't say well, or, you know, life happened or somebody went to the hospital or something happened. And now right. I'm going, oh my God, they're going to come, they're going to come take my house and I'm not going to be able to live here anymore because I don't have, you know, this full amount of money. Now the plan is with all the things is helping people get there. Right. But what's the, you know, I guess the thought of somebody foreclosing, you know, as I've seen that happening in neighborhoods here where HOA has the ability to foreclose on somebody because they got dirt in their driveway or something. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I've heard about that lovely HOA situation. Yes. Oh, my about. gosh. It could be, be a mess. So how does that how does that work then if if we get to that point? So that would be a worst case scenario situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would say in, in, in that instance, we're going to constantly be in contact with you. Okay. For, for the wraparound service initiative, of course. And then just to say, hey, how you doing? Is everything good? Who do we need to meet up if we need to beat somebody up on your behalf? Whatever the case yeah. may be. Okay. Um, those conversations would be happening. And if we run to that situation, immediately reach out to us. Okay. So yeah. we can figure out what those okay. steps are. Yeah, and that's the main thing for me is, is as long as they're a path waiver person has somebody to contact instead mm -hmm. of hiding. Because usually when something happens, and this is part of the whole black wealth generational wealth you know issue is when things do not go the way they should we kind of hide or we we go into corners and we and we let things fester and then it gets to the point where it's too late yes and so this is kind of teaching okay life is going to happen we know that that's going to happen absolutely but, but contact us let us know what's going on 
and let us help you get through this process. You know, like you said, that's worst case scenario. It should never happen because if you've been in constant contact over these, you know, seven to 10 years or, or whatever that amount is, mm-hmm. uh, then we know exactly what's going on. We've already worked on this situation and we've come and figured out a solution uh, that's going to help you get through it. So uh, I love that. I, I think that's amazing. And, and just knowing that the Deerfield program isn't in the business of, you know, yes, we, we are lend- you're getting this money out and we want to get that money back so we can help other people. But at the same time, we're still trying to work with folks and help them do, do absolutely. This so, so how how does I mean? I, I guess my question here is how does this differ? And I think you alluded to a little bit by not being a nonprofit, but how does this differ from some of the other, like the Metro DPA program or the Check program or the Chapa program or you know the Chinoa program? Some of these other down payment assistance programs. What separates you guys a little bit from uh, what other folks are doing? Gotcha. Great question. Um, One thing is that the Deerfield Fund is specifically allotted for Black Denver families. Um, One of our things that we always say in meetings that we are unapologetically Black Mm -hmm. and we are here to disrupt any stereotypes, any issues that are happening within Black families, Black finances to move forward with establishing Black wealth. So we are very specific and intentional about, no, we're here to help black families. I'm not saying that other families and other ethnicities do not need to be helped. They absolutely do. Uh, but we have documented uh, history that with, with the residential redlining, with, you know, that pesky thing of slavery, oh. um, with, other, with other instances that have happened to black Americans that have put us behind the eight ball over and over and over again. And so that is how we can step forward and say, nope, you keep forgetting about us in this process. Um, student loan discrimination, um, uh, appraisal discrimination. Mm-hmm. So we're stepping forward and we're filling in the gap um, that other folks could call their grandmother and ask for $100,000 and they get it. Gotcha. Now, but, do I have to, before you jump into the next part of it, do I have <laughs> to prove that I'm black? I mean, I, you know, I, I think about my lineage where, you know, I have a grandpa who was white. I have a grandma who grew up on a reservation. I have, mm-hmm. you know, I can transfer the Jackson side of the family down to a plantation that's in Kentucky, you know, <laughs> so, and I'm light skinned. And so I have all the, you know, yes, I'm black, but I'm a whole bunch of other stuff. Is there like some criteria that you guys are looking at that says, oh no, you have to prove that you're black because you don't look black or right. well, how, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> Sing the Negro national anthem and tell us you're You have to identify as black. And so when okay. you talk to okay. your mortgage officers, um, they are going to ask those questions. Um, and I think it will be clear yeah. um, when you're having when you're having that conversation. <laughs> having conversation. Okay. Um, we should put in there, sing the Negro National Anthem. I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> every boy. Yes, I love it. Um, okay. yes. We're good. All right. So, so that's the you know we, you got to show that you're black. What, what else now do I what I need to do? What, what's I, the next step? I guess um, in this process. So the next step is, um, well, let me go back to one of the other things that makes okay, us different. Um, our wraparound service program makes us different because okay. there are some instances in down payment programs, which, which, and they're all great, right? We're all working mm-hmm. together 
to move people into homes, which eventually move people in, in, into wealth, to establishing wealth. Um, ours in particular is looking at the holistic side. So the wraparound service program is pivotal because yes, you're in the home, that's great, but we're not just saying goodbye to you unless you want us to say goodbye to you. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just like, this was great. Thank you so much for the money. We'll see you at some point. Cool. But we are here to make sure that you have that financial education and financial literacy that many people don't have, but particularly Black Americans do not have. Um, my former employer, Operation Hope uh, Chairman Bryant, used to always say that if America has the flu, then Black America has pneumonia. Gotcha. We get the our symptoms and our recovery are always the worst. Um, So what the Deerfield Fund does is that Deerfield Fund comes in and goes, you got the home, great. So do you have enough insurance? You need to do do an an insurance review. How are we looking as far as accounting is concerned? Do you know the benefits that you get now that you're a homeowner on 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 your income taxes? You don't? Okay, so here's an income tax person. Buying a home is stressful, huh? Because the roof is going to need to be replaced. And you're going to want to rip up the carpet or you're going to want a fancy new kitchen. Here are some of those tools and some of those fully vetted organizations that you can use and you don't have to stay in defensive mode as black Americans. Um, You don't have to stay in defensive mode to try and move this. Yeah. Who do I trust? Right. That, that, that trust factor that is so hard to come by. Yes, it is. We have this belief that, and in many cases where we have been taken advantage of, or folks mm-hmm. that we know have been taken advantage of, or the story, whether they were or not, comes right. to their community. So the trust factor is not there. Uh, on, on the wraparound services is like, I, let's say I buy a house um, <laughs> and I wasn't able to utilize the Deerfield Fund. Is there a way that I could still access some of those wraparound funds or it's only for the people who've gone through the program? So at this, uh, right now in mm-hmm. 2023, we are saying, we're going to utilize this just for our Deerfield homeowners. Okay. That is not to say that the conversations are not being had in the background okay. about about expansion. Okay. It just it, it's a matter of who do we offer it to? Do yeah. we stay in the realm of black households? Do we what what does that look like moving forward? Gotcha. Well, and I know like you know Dave Logan has his you know the Bronco commentator guy has his book that the Logan book or whatever that has all mm-hmm. these different things. And then I think, okay, what, where is that? Or where is that housed uh, for the black community? You know, where, where we have the access to, and you know, as I'm thinking of the podcast and things that I can do to, to get people the, the access to, but what a wonderful tool it could be. Uh, you know, so grandma just, you know, she already has a house, but she needs somebody to come in because they want to fix it up so that they can sell it or something. Right. So, so I, I love the fact that you guys are thinking ahead saying, wait a minute, this is a resource uh, we're, we're trying it out first to make sure that it works and working mm-hmm. with the folks that we have. Uh, but once we know it works, then yes, this is something that, you know, the Deerfield Fund could help and uh, let others access. So uh, I applaud you guys for that. Yes. All right. So, so we're, we're different because we're black African-Americans. We have this wraparound service. Is there any other differences uh, other than, you know, maybe the amount of money? Because, you know, I don't see most of these programs giving out you know, forty thousand dollars, you know, worth fifty percent. So uh, that, that that's a big chunk of change right there. So, <laughs> um, I would say two more things. So definitely the amount that we're giving out, and mm-hmm. I think that forty thousand um, dollars is based on average home ownership prices in Denver, right? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Fifteen thousand dollars in down payment assistance in Houston 
is good. Yeah. But also, I can spend three hundred thousand dollars in Houston, and I can get a four bed, three bath, two car. Yeah. You know, in like Katy or Cyprus or like a fancy suburb. Um, that's not the case here in Denver. <laughs> four hundred thousand dollars will get you what it'll yeah. get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just the housing market is so you know up high compared to some of the other places in the country. So. Yes. That, that makes absolutely sense. So it's more money that you have to bring in for you as a fund right. because of our housing market, but it still gives uh, the ability for somebody to get into a home. And that's the number absolutely. one reason for the fund in the first place, right? Absolutely. You know, what, what good is a fund that nobody can actually get into a home with? <laughs> you know, that you just right. go, okay, yeah, great, we have this fund. And now you have to couple it and go find and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, perfect, okay. Um, and the other thing is that when we're looking at it's also an eligibility thing, but also looking at area median income. Mm -hmm. Most of your um, other down payment assistance programs are going to look at AMI and they're going to stop at like maybe 80, 90 percent. Mm -hmm. Maybe our AMI, our average median income that we look at is 140 percent. Okay. And here's yeah. why. Mm -hmm. Many folks who are looking at home ownership fall into like my category first time college graduates have a really great job, making good money, um, first of their generation to head out of the South or or to kind of explore outside of what norms that they that they've grown up around. Mm -hmm. But there's there's student loans, there is cost of living, um, and there is life that happens. Um yeah. that though like your your ninety thousand or one twenty or one thirty thousand job looks great in Nashville, in Houston, in Atlanta, doesn't go as far as you might think that it does in the Denver area. And so you have to capture what a true middle income looks like, middle class looks like, and that is the new middle class. Um, so we're looking at like capturing as many people as possible that fit into that. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. That, that makes okay. so much sense when you start thinking about all the, you know, hey, maybe I'm sending money back to mom and dad. Maybe I'm taking yes. care of brother and sister. Uh, maybe, you know, I just, I haven't ever seen, like you said, first time home buyers. I have no idea, you know, what I'm supposed to be spending money on. I haven't had the financial advising yet. I don't, you know, that makes sense. And then all of a sudden, oh, you know, somebody told me I could buy a house, but now they're telling me I can't because, you know, I don't have enough, you know, those funds to be able to, to be able to do it. Or right. now I don't qualify because I make too much money right. for some of the assistance that I need. So you're telling me I got to wait three years to save up this money, you know, in order to be able to buy a house. And you're saying, no, we need you in the house now because yes. we need to change this narrative. Yes. Where we possibly can. Oh, right. yes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Um, well, you know, so to me, I, I love that we're having this conversation and we're kind of coming to to the end. So I want to make sure that you let people know exactly how to get a hold of you. Uh, you know what you know, you know what we talked about before. And then maybe some closing, you know, thoughts from you as far as, hey, I don't think I can do this, or I do think I can do this, but I should still, you know, contact the Deerfield Fund first. You know, maybe give us those thoughts and give us, you know, how to get a hold of you again. That would be awesome. Yes. Um, so. A closing thoughts in relation to homeownership and then the racial wealth gap, closing the racial wealth gap. Um, I am an I am a older millennial. Somebody called us geriatric and I went, <laughs> your mama. Well, I didn't say it, but I thought it. Um, but like, for example, for Gen X 
millennials and even some of the some of the Z's that are that are coming in and moving forward. We are we have a great opportunity to take the lessons that we've learned from parents, grandparents, great grandparents, if we've been privileged to to have an interaction with those and the education that has been um, primary in our lives and take those things and move the dial forward. But now it's not enough anymore just to have the great degree. That's great. Right. Um, It's not enough anymore to have a robust 401k. Um, Our generation has to be at the forefront of establishing multiple streams of income and then also being at the forefront of, 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 of setting the standard to move our generations forward, to move our family forward. And home ownership, while you might not stay in your city, in your area more than 10 years, buy the home. Mm-hmm. Buy the home. Buy the home. Buy it. Because that is equity that is being established. That is uh, a trade line on your credit report. If, if you want to get very technical, that is being established. And it's showing that you are well-rounded, not only um, in your financial decisions, but it shows that you are someone that is not afraid to take those next steps. Homeownership is part of that American dream. Whether we want to admit it or not, whether we like it or not, that is homeownership helps with mental health because you have an established place to, to live and you're not homeless. Homeownership helps build community. Homeownership helps set the precedent of how your schools will be. Because if you see an area that is growing, then the schools are going to naturally take take the next step and increase in their value, increase in their teaching, increase in everything. Homeownership has built the American dream. Homeownership and the and the and the manufacturing industry established the middle class. Mm-hmm. So it is imperative for us to start that. Let's say in three years, you're not going to live in Denver. Mm-hmm. Great. Take your condo, there's your channel that you've purchased, rent it out. Yep. And have that income to be used at your new home. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is important. It is important because mm-hmm. this is something that our grandparents, parents, great grandparents did not afford had the opportunity to do. Yeah. I was fortunate. My family owns land and they have homes, but that might not be the case for everyone. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. When I, when I look at, you know, I'm, I guess second year, my, my, my parents figured out that they needed to own a home. You know, my dad didn't grow up owning a home. Uh, somehow my dad was part of an affirmative action program. We grew up seeing all my neighbors, the friends, the stability of being in the same neighborhood growing up and realizing it never was a thought to me not to own a home. Right. And then when I think of that generational thing and I have eight children, you know, and right now the five older ones all have home ownership. It's mm-hmm. just part of what we do. It's not, it's not something where we think, is, is this something that's possible? It's like, why wouldn't you buy it? You know, but that wasn't part of my dad's generation. That wasn't part of my, my grandpa on my mom's side. You know, he ended up being able to buy a farm and then mm-hmm. had dairy cows and that kind of stuff. And so it's just, it's part of what the family does now right. because of the ability of somebody making that first house purchase that changed our family's generations forever and ever and ever. Right. And that's what I see the opportunity here with the Deerfield is, this is what we're trying to do. We are trying to set you up for generational wealth and the generational mindset and thought that goes along with it. Absolutely. So, well, cool. so how to get a hold of you? Yes. Deerfieldfund.com. Check the website out. Mm-hmm. 
Also, my email, T-R-O-N, T-R-O-A-N is in Nancy, at GaryCommunity.org. Tell me what I'd like to do, you know, and and if we can figure out how to do this again and maybe be able on the next time, get some folks that have that are willing to that have utilized Deerfield funds and are living in their house to tell the story of the process, to tell them what they had to do to get there. You know, how is, this was beautiful and, and then, you know, what what the end result is and where they're at now. And if we can do that, maybe in a couple of months and then really kind of talk about the wraparound service and that. I think we can do a service to the community to be able to really see what's going on. You know, because one of the things that I say at the end of this, at, at the end of every single one of my podcasts is for you out there who are saying, is this possible? I want to tell you, you can do this. You absolutely 100% can do this. The, there, This is probably the best time in, you know, Black American history to be able to take advantage of some of these opportunities that are out there for you. Yes. Uh, the next part of this is you deserve this. You know, I, you know, I don't want to jump into reparations or anything else. You deserve part of what the American dream is and what what our ancestors fought for in a big way to be able to get to this point in history. So you deserve this. So don't think that you don't. Whatever has happened in your life, you deserve to have a home that you own. And here's the, the big one that, that I really want to you know bring home is let us help you. We are here because you can't do this on your own. You didn't, you haven't spent the years in the industry becoming an expert in what this means to have home ownership if you've mm -hmm. never owned a home before. Let us help you. You know, you have relatives or people that are in your communities that are probably telling you, you can't do this. And usually they're the people who haven't done it. So let us come alongside right. with you and help you get to this point. You can, you can do this. You deserve this. And let us help you. That's why we're here. That's the only reason that I'm doing this, this podcast is so that I can give the information out to you to let you believe that not only you can do this, but we're helping you through this process. Yeah. So, Timmy, thank you so much for being on. I have appreciated. I have enjoyed this conversation that we've had. Uh, we are going to have many more uh, as we go through. I hope people contact you right away uh, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next time. Perfect. Brian, may I add one more thing? Uh, please, please, please. Do. Yes. To everyone that's listening and watching, especially if you're Black or African American, your our people built this country for free. Mm -hmm. mm, man, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. Gratis. Free. For free. Yeah. So it's not that, yes, you deserve this, but this is this is a part of your, a part of your earning mm -hmm. yeah thank you i appreciate that that is a great way of putting that and a great way to end the show so we will look forward to talking to you guys on the next one thank you again tiffany for being here thank you this is uh brian arnold and if you are listening to this part you've just watched one of our episodes of the mile high real estate spotlight uh where we've just talked to one of the best of the best. And I want to thank whichever guest that was here. Uh, they are phenomenal. They are amazing. They are the top of the top, the best of the best that are in our industry that are here with us today. And so I encourage you to please, please call them, pick their brains. They work for you. They enjoy working for you. They are incredibly good at it. And so I want to make sure that uh, you give them a call. So whatever, whoever you listen to, whichever one you saw that you were there, please do that. Uh, the other thing is uh, everyone deserves a home. Everyone deserves a home. 
Uh, I, I say that at the end of my show, you deserve it. Uh, let us help you do it. Uh, my goal is to make sure that we see homeownership. It just sickens me uh, to see apartment complexes continue to go up because I know those are people uh, who haven't been able to make the call or figure out a plan. So let us help put that plan together for you. I have some websites that allow you to do that, but and I'll put those in the bottom, but please do. Uh, I am a lender. I do work in the lending space. Uh, if you do not already have somebody who's pre-qualified you, I would love uh, to be able to have that opportunity to earn your business and qualify you. Uh, my number is 720-682-2223. That's 720-682-2223. Give me a call anytime and I would love to be able to help you with that. Uh, we also do living trust. And so when we think about an estate it, to try to avoid probate and make sure that doesn't happen. So whether it's you, if you own a home and you're, you should have a living trust. And I will say that everyone, not just deserves it, everyone needs a living trust if they own a home. Uh, and then finally, just wanted to thank you uh, for watching these episodes. And so uh, please tune into more. Uh, would love for you to, to see and be able to shop around. So thank you for doing that. Again, I want to make sure that you know that you can do this. You deserve this. And let us help you make it happen. You guys have an awesome, wonderful, awestruck, incredible day today.